Right, ladies and gentlemen, if you could start taking your seats, please. <laughs> Wonderful. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, Elaine. Beautiful, beautiful talk. Thank you. And I know the day is just going to be full of that wisdom. Um, yes, I know, implying it to you. I know. They <laughs> <laughs> so, do love one another, honest. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> deep down, that's for sure. So, we are now in the company of the wonderful Anne-Marie Hogan, yes. whose talk is on the philosophy within spiritualism. 
Now remember, when we have those evidential communications, they can mean the world to us, and quite rightly so. But so, so, so often in the address, the philosophy, we actually get another message. Not who, but how. So, Amory. Um, so philosophy, for me, when I first heard that word when I came into spiritualism, I actually thought, I'm not clever enough, I'm not intelligent enough to know philosophy. Philosophy, I know he was a writer, Shakespeare, Caesar, they all spoke philosophy. Little Anne-Marie. She couldn't string two words together. And I tell you how important philosophy came to me, and I loved saying the word now. It used to scare the living daylights out of me, absolutely. And I used to go to a speaker's class. And I must say, the tutor was quite strict, that if you came to one of her classes, you had to be a part of it. And I would walk in, and the first time I heard her say that, I just looked at the door and she looked at me and she said, Anne-Marie, you don't have to say a thing, was what I said. And for many months I was allowed to turn up to this event and not say a word. But she always gave them something to do, and that was homework. And I would do the homework, but I wouldn't tell anybody that I'd actually done it. And then we were out uh, with a couple of friends who attended this class, and I slipped up and told them I'd actually done the homework. So at the next event, give a guess who knew I'd done the homework. So my choice was when she said my name, I was like, oh dear. So I got up and I read what I had written and I was so shocked by the attentiveness of the people there and I began to believe that I actually had something important to say, that I had something within inside me that I never knew existed. I mean I was the shyest person that ever existed. If you walked past me and said hello, I would be like that, because my shyness was overwhelming. But that night, I discovered that I had the power of words. Would I have called it philosophy? Still probably not, because that's such a big, powerful word, isn't it? And it can be quite a scary word because for me, you need to have certificates across the world Ooh, to speak philosophy. But then I realised that wasn't the case. All it would take was a seed to be sown inside me. Then the words would come. Now, many years ago, as you know, to look up something, we would head down the library, wouldn't we? Or well, we can head to Google now, can't we? It's very amazing. 
So I did look up what philosophy states on Google. And actually, I was quite surprised. I really liked what it had to say. Didn't like all of them. But on Google, it quite literally, the term philosophy means love of wisdom. In a broad sense, philosophy is an activity people undertake when they seek to understand fundamental truths about themselves, the world in which they live, and their relationship to the world and to each other. And I thought, gosh, that is powerful, isn't it? Then that's what philosophy is. It's about helping us in this world to march forward. Because for me, as we know, in the UK, philosophy is spoken as the address within a service. And that kind of lowers the template a little bit for me. It should be the philosophy in our churches. But for me, the philosophy is actually the soul of the service. It's where every single person should receive a message, should receive hope, care and love. And it should also be the place where you're challenged, where your thoughts are challenged. Disagree with me, agree with me. I love that because it means you are thinking about what has been said. It's allowing your mind to be opened up, to look at things differently. To open your mind to know that we are more than the little cubes that we put ourselves in. For me, the philosophy is about bringing us all together as one. Of not just our souls, but our minds connecting. Connecting with one another so that we can also grow. How many of us have private thoughts about a particular subject but is scared to show their views because they might look stupid? I say, give yourself permission to look stupid because in that stupidity, are you not showing your intellect? Are you not showing the spirit world how you think? I find it happens a lot that people, when they talk of philosophy, believes it must come just from them. But it doesn't. It can come from you. It can come from the spirit world. And it can come from both. That word, and I will say it a thousand times during this talk, it brings us together. I know that connecting with family and friends is important that are passed to the spirit world. But surely the spirit world showing us how we can survive and walk and march through this world is as important 
or more important to what we believe. How many of us say have gone for a job and thought, do you know what? bit daft going for this job I really can't do it then they get the job and boy were they wrong because somehow they knew that they were going to be perfect for it but surely that's the same with the words how many of us have questioned ourselves and our beliefs as Elaine said since she started spiritualism, her beliefs have completely changed, just as mine have. There is a little bit of history um, that I do want to share with you, and that is um, a lady called Estelle Roberts, who is actually uh, was done her training and worked in the very first church that I call my church. So. That's my claim to fame. And she's wrote, written several books. But there was a lady also called Helen Hughes. Both of those ladies done demonstrations at the Houses of Parliament. They only did four or five. And the first one was on mediumship. And then the rest was on philosophy. And they actually had more people turn up to the philosophical events than they did the mediumship. Isn't that wonderful that people who work in that environment wanted to know what the spirit world said and could see that intelligence that took place? Why they ended is going to be the mystic, mystical message from today. So philosophy, are they not words that are brought together like a seed? We're not here to explain the reading that takes place at the services. You have your perception of that reading. You will have your own thoughts on that reading. Surely the philosophy is an expansion of that reading. Where the spirit world can step in and guide the medium to what is needed by everybody in the room. That is the place for me where our friends, my guys, my colleagues, my peers, whatever you deem to call them, will step in and support me. So we're not alone when we're doing that. They will step in when they want to impress something on the people standing before me. And again, when that started happening, I was like little Anne-Marie again going like, what is going on? But I loved it. And as anybody's heard me speak, will know that I love my philosophy. I love imparting my knowledge and the knowledge of the spirit world to everyone that's here. I will be like Marmite to people. Some will love me, 
and some people not so much. But at least I will make them think about what they're doing and where they need to go. But again, it's just sowing that seed with inside you. You will need to nurture it. You will need to love it. Because each one of us has a voice. And for me, for the philosophy should be the voice of today. It should be how we perceive and where we want our religion to go. Because each one of us has choices in what we believe. And through the philosophy, our different thoughts and our feelings and our emotions will flow through. And allowing those words to flow through will give you freedom. Freedom to be really who you need to be. And also, through doing this, you challenge the status quo. How's that feel? You can challenge the spirit world in what you believe, in what you think. Yes, we know there's intelligence in the spirit world. They prove that daily to us. But there's also intelligence in this world that can match them. And again, if you said that to me, I would have felt that I was dishonouring the spirit world. But I wasn't. I was challenging them. And how dare I do that? But it made us work together in such harmony. I'm allowed to have my own thoughts and feelings. Just as those people in the spirit world are. I have to say, I am not their puppet. But I am the voice that they give me. Because each one of us again, is unique. And when we stand up here, or even sitting out there, we are actually the frontline workers for the spirit world. Many of you may not wish to be up here. I honestly thought the same as that. So watch out one day. We are just not mediums. That's what we're called. And for me, that's a particular label that I kind of go, oh, I don't know. Because I'm Anne-Marie up here expressing her soul and her spirit, but also expressing her intellect. Now, again, if you had said Anne-Marie had intellect, I would have gone, what? I don't have the certificates but I have me and my spiritual connection, which is as powerful as those certificates on a wall. We look up and we always talk and hear the stating the facts of modern mediumship and modern spiritualism. I actually don't like that saying within philosophy. 
because surely those people who have gone before us have given us the foundation. I am doing nothing new. I like to think, oh, I'm doing this, I'm the first medium ever to do this. I'm kidding myself because it's been done before. And for me, like Estelle Roberts and Helen Hughes, they've done something I never will do, she says. She's not a challenged spirit world. <laughs> um, but they have done something that we have wished for for such a long time. Maybe that wasn't their platform. We hear the stories of Churchill going to the spirit world for advice on how to move things forward and how to change things. Isn't that wonderful that a man in such a position had the knowledge of the spirit world? So mediums of the past, they stood up for us. There's a medium who passed to the spirit world a year, 18 months ago. She would attend church events and there would be people with banners outside the door saying, you are devil worshippers. But she stood by what her belief was and she was a great philosopher, absolutely exceptional. Why would I want to change what she went through for us to be able to achieve me standing up here in front of you. <coughs> I spoke of Estelle Roberts. Not only did she work at the Houses of Parliament, but she took her philosophy to the Royal Albert Hall and stood there in front of a packed audience giving off philosophy. What medium today would be able to do that? Would we want to? Is there the need? And then yet some years later, there were people standing outside our churches saying we are devil worshippers. Us human beings are very fickle. <clears throat> we believe what we want to believe when it suits us. How many of you have loved philosophy? That's really lovely, actually, that's really lovely. Because philosophy will bring about fear. It will bring that little wicked witch into our minds going, do you know what? We're really not good enough. Absolutely rubbish. You are good enough. If you can sit and listen to people talk on philosophy, then you can talk the talk. You can walk the walk. And that's what we need outside our churches. Banners going, we are great. We are spectacular. We open our doors to anybody and everybody because that's what we need to do. 
we need to take our knowledge and explore it more and more and more. Because when we have philosophy education, it's for me, it's disheartening how many people turn up. Yes, if you put on an evening of demonstration, the whole world comes. And you know what I say? Sneak in some philosophy. Sneak in some philosophy. Because we need more of those people. Bake, make, bleh, sorry. <laughs> that was a tongue twister coming out of Anne-Marie there. We need more people who are prepared to break the rules. We can be our own worst enemies because we actually say, well, there's no point putting on a philosophy class. Well, surely you've just put the message out to the universe that we're not worthy, that it's no good. But surely the three people that may turn up maybe what the spirit world needs yes your mind will be like monkey minds oh what am i going to speak because at this event where i done my first speaking it was run by a husband and wife actually and then they pushed their luck with me and then her husband called me up and I know that you don't have them here, but in some churches they have what we call the little blue book. Um, it's as old, it's older than me, and the words in there are Shakespeare written, I, I promise you. So he gets up and he hands me this book, and I go, I'm not singing, uh, because I was expecting him to ask me to sing. And at that point his wife goes, just read three lines, Anne-Marie because they knew that they pushed me truly outside my comfort zone. And surely that's what philosophy is about. You coming out of that comfort zone. You coming out of that I'm not good enough stage. Because each one of us here has something really, really important to say. How many times have you sat with a friend and discussed what you consider nothing, but yet that conversation has somehow changed you? Surely that's philosophy. You don't have to stand up here in front of somebody on a service and say, well, now we're going to do the philosophy. And some of the churches I go to now, they've actually given up saying to me, 10 minutes on the philosophy. I actually go, you've not heard me speak, have you? And now they don't say it. They just allow me to work with the spirit world. But what is that saying to the congregation? What is that saying to the medium? You are allowed to 10 minutes to speak the word of spirit. How wrong is that? And then you get, 
Well, they're only here for the messages. That is so wrong. That is such a myth. People are here to hear how their lives can be changed and helped with the spirit world. Yes, proving survival is extremely important because we need to know and want to know that our loved ones are still with us. Our loved ones are helping us in our times of trouble. Do we wish that they would give us the answer? Absolutely. But you can get it from the philosophy, from the beauty of the philosophy. It can give you courage. It can give you hope. And it can give you dreams that you never thought possible. How many times have you told yourself that you can't do something <clears throat> and you've listened to some words or you have read some words and you've said do you know what I can do this I will do this I will benefit the world in the way that I know best philosophy is a great thing because for me, philosophy is about influencing others. It's not about telling you what you must do or what you should be doing. It's about me giving you a choice, a change of how you think and what you believe in. As I said earlier, the voice of today's mediumship has to be words that are spoken not just from our platforms but in our everyday life about two months ago three months ago i was at work making my cup of tea and there was a few people just chatting and this young girl came out with well if there's no team there's no dream and i was like wow that was an amazing statement. But it's true. If I don't have my team, there's no dream for Anne-Marie. And if Anne-Marie has no dream, then what am I doing standing before you? Giving you dreams, giving you hope. If I don't walk the walk or talk the talk, my words are empty. But the words that we speak within the address are not empty. They're full of so much joy and happiness. And even if in that moment of that address, it takes your mind away from all the issues that you're having, and it gives you peace. Surely that is what is needed and wanted. So your mind, oh my gosh, if we could sort that mind out of ours, wouldn't we be all happy? 
The mind can be your best friend or your worst enemy sometimes, can't it? But I say always make it your best friend. Tell it off when it's telling you you can't do something. But also, don't we use our minds as a good excuse not to do something? It's like, oh no, we can't do that. And I love the word we in there. Why? Because it's not you saying it. If you're using we, that is coming from a different aspect of you. And that's your mind stepping in. Oh no, I'm quite comfortable here. I don't need to do that. Like I said, I spent many a month turning up to these speakers classes, sitting right at the back in the corner, thinking nobody could see me. Of course I was there. And the tutor knew that she had to bide her time with me before I would speak. Before I had the courage to speak. A person cannot be forced to speak, no matter how many times you're pulled up on the platform. But surely getting up that once is the experience that you need to say, do you know what? It wasn't that bad. But the one thing that scares us the most, if I do this, where is it taking me? Because the words spoken in an address will take you on that journey. But it will take you on the journey when you walk through the doors to go home. Because if it's giving you something to think about, you will think about it. It may not be tomorrow that you'll take the action, but you will take the action that is needed. We allow our minds to be observers throughout most of our living day. How many of us go to work and we go into that work mode, go into that work mode, and then we just automatically do what we need to do? And it observes us and it allows us to do what we need to do. But yet when we feel so much passion about what we do outside work. Our mind steps in and goes, oh dear, what's she doing now? Or what is he doing now? I don't like this. So you need to bring your mind on board. You need to take down those defensive walls that we have placed in there, sorry, over the years that has been happening. The mind is a very powerful tool when you choose to speak of what you want to speak of. Like I said, I went through all those feelings of being stupid. What on the earth would I have to say where people would want to listen? And I spent many an hour talking to the spirit world 
and without realising, they were sharing their knowledge with me as I was sharing mine. Like I said, we had many a row over different beliefs. They generally run one, but they opened my mind and my perception of what I could be and who I wanted to become. Because each one of us here is on a journey. And you know, we have things that happen in life. And we can talk ourselves out of what we know to do. And if we can talk ourselves out of something, surely we can talk ourselves into something. How's that for a change of thought? That we can talk ourselves into knowing that we can be great speakers. Because I find that people are not so terrified of the word speaker as they are philosopher. And then I kid them, yes, you're a great speaker. And then one day I say to them, actually, do you know what? You're a great philosopher. And it throws them. But as the word said, love of wisdom is what philosophy is. Love of wisdom, love of knowledge, love of changing your life is a great tool to be had by others. So you imagine bringing together a collective force such as philosophy and mediumship as we term proving life after death. I remember having fantastic chats with my nan. I can't remember one of them. But I know that they were very significant chats. She wasn't a spiritualist, but she was the most spiritual person in my life growing up. She was able to know when I was sad and to say the right thing. She knew when I was happy and knew how to encourage that happiness. Through what we would say is very simple words. But again, surely that makes you the philosopher. If you can help somebody with your wisdom and your knowledge that you have gained over the years. Do we have the right to be silent? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. No one has the right to think their thoughts are silly, that what they have to say is insignificant. It is quite the opposite. For me, and this kind of throws a, a few people, um, I see philosophy as the ugly duckling of mediumships. I do. There's this little duckling swimming around, shoved away from 
everybody else, not allowed to play with things. And that's how I see this ugly duckling. And then one day, this little ugly duckling grows up. And what does it become? The swan. The magnificent swan swimming down the river like it owns it. Like it owns its own power. And each one of us has power. Each one of us has strength. And dare I you say the word courage. How courageous did we have to be to walk through a door with the word spiritualism on the outside? Friends thinking you were bananas before and even more bananas now. And if you had the courage, not only just to walk through the door, but to stay. Surely you don't have the right to hide your words of wisdom. You have the right to shine. Yes, I know this place on the universe is the scariest place that you'll ever want to climb. Because here it's like climbing Mount Everest. You start to get anxious. You start to lose your breath. Then you realise when you come here, you can actually breathe. And if you can breathe, you can breathe those words of wisdom. You can allow the spirit world to step into your energy to show what you need to show. Do I need my ego? Absolutely. Do I need to become egotistical? No. For without my ego, I wouldn't be able to stand before you. So each one of you needs to have an ego. How does that sound to some of us? Quite, ooh. Because we associate ego, ego with being egotistical. But surely that's not the case. So what I'd like to do is just do a very short exercise if you're willing, but you have no choice. <laughs> <laughs> so I just want you to sit uh, comfortably for a moment. Sorry, excuse me. Take your sips of water. <coughs> Notice that's fine, is that we're just getting everybody relaxed. So I just want you to sit there for a moment. First of all, know that you have the power. First of all, know that you can do this. And I just want you to sit and just allow a word to come into your thoughts, your feelings and your emotions. Just allow that word. Don't investigate the word. Don't allow your mind to step in, but allow your mind to observe. Now, when you get that word, 
Like I said, I want you to nurture it. And then I want you to expand on that word. Well, that word is a seed. And with that word, I'm going to give you the word of happiness. So you can expand on that thought and that feeling. Now I want you to stay with that word. I'm going to add the energy of pink with it. So I am nurturing and allow the words to flow. Allow the joy of the message that you are receiving impact on your life. And you're ready, start to come back into the room. <coughs> I can ask you to start coming back into the room. Make sure that everybody's back. Just start coming back into the room. Thank you. So how did that make you feel? Nice, horrible, or? Yeah, yeah. Does anybody would like to share, a couple of people, would they like to share what was happening to them? Because when we talk about it, it's not only 
what you get it's the happening behind it that you need to register because i'm a firm believer that when you do anything meditation philosophy you never ever go back to the beginning you actually go back to where you left off and someone um i got them confused and it only happened on on friday actually uh, and I said to him, why are you confused about what I've just said? And she says, well, when I tune in, I, I listen to a radio. She says, but what you're talking about is that if I'm playing Mario and I go to get to level six, I start from level six. And I went, yes, that's right. So she doesn't need to go back to level one because you've already created your power. So does anybody like to share what they got? Yeah, you you were very happy with that exercise. I'm having problems with my dying. Um, yeah, when I, word I chose is peace. Yeah. And then you gave happiness, and then I came. My whole body just felt light. And then when you said peace, I personally just looked at the colour pink. But my guide, every time I said the word pink, he gave like um, a spray like. I like that. So out of that, what message, if you were doing philosophy, would you give? I know what I would say. Or would you say anything? Okay. Okay. I have trouble keeping my guide in a resistance to oh. or what a philosophy guides them. Okay. And I'm fighting. Yeah. Sorry. No, no, don't. Um, it, it can get very dry when you're speaking, but um, I, I, I love that because that is correct. Over philosophy, I will share this with you because you have literally just reminded me. I actually gave him his P45 and I said, that's it, I, I no longer want to do this. But he stuck with me. And it's true because with that, for me, you're opening up. And for me, fireworks always says the 4th of July okay. celebration that we finally got through. Well, I can't take this smile off my face either. Yeah. So no, no, absolutely not. Never, ever apologise for being happy or even sad. Never share that happiness. Does anybody else wish to share what they got? I had a serendipity. Oh, okay. And it took me a lotus flower floating on some water mm -hmm. and it was wiser when you said pink it had that soft pink it seemed distinct and there was the happiness with the, the, the state of beingness mm -hmm. and just enjoying being and actually being alive because it's a privilege and we mm -hmm. underestimate the privileges mm -hmm. okay so what would you how would you give that as philosophy then would you look at the flower that a person opening up because sometimes I will just get, as you said, the lotus flower. And I would go, what does a lotus flower? And this happens through the philosophy. It's not just your mental mediumship. I will get a, a lotus flower and it might be closed in at the start of my philosophy. And as I move through it, it's opening up so that I can speak on the opening of the lotus flower 
how we're all closed human beings when we come into spiritualism. And we're like, I do love my, my little books and my stories. I'm a, like sleeping beauties, aren't we? Us human beings are like sleeping beauties and they're waiting for the prince or the princess to come along and kiss us. Look at all those stories that we have there that we can use. Our imagination, like I was saying, the lotus flower opening up. And isn't that a wonderful journey? Even if it's just not over one day, you can see how the lotus flower starts off as a little flower, a little bud, and it grows and it grows because it's in its natural environment. And working with spirit is a natural environment for every single human being. But we may see it all very, 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 very differently. And our perception of how we perceive it is very different. Each one of us here will have a different view on philosophy. And I love that. Because we don't want cardboard cutouts. We want us to be the uniqueness and the personality and the characters that we are. That's what we need to make sure our philosophy lasts longer than 10 minutes. So thank you. Does anybody have any questions that they'd like to ask? Not one? Okay, yes, come on. Oh, so sorry. I was just, I just had to mention that one. Okay, uh, do, do we tell her off? <laughs> 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 one question, two questions, no questions? Gosh, I've done my job if there's no yeah. questions. <laughs> no, but they're You're not like me then. Because I used to send, like I was saying, I used to sit at the back 